Hello and welcome to this week's Monday Chatter Check-In. I'm Paige. I'm Anna. This week was incredibly hot in this city. It was actually so gross. I feel like I've been having to change and shower five times a day. Yeah, I think it's like the hottest it's been all year. It was like 93 degrees consistent. Like the temperature did not drop at night. So no, that's no. or in the morning. I walked for coffee earlier in the morning yeah. because I thought I would like do something before it got hot. And that was and it was already hot. <laughs> One of our friends went to the airport at 445 in the morning and she said when she was on her way, it was already hot. So that's how hot it was. <laughs> I saw that from my bed and I was like, not yeah. today. <laughs> but it's been a very exciting weekend the although like covid curfews have been lifted so every like business like restaurants and stuff were closing at 10 p.m and like now they can be open as long as they want to be which is really fun because we no longer have to make like bad reservations for dinner (laughs) (laughs) and it's so amazing just to see how many people are out again yes a friend actually got me the sweetest gift she gave me this book called art hiding in new york because she knows how much I love art. Um, so And New York. And New York. And my two favorite things. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like very, very like cute. And it has like all these pictures of different arts and different er, arts, artworks in different <laughs> neighborhoods. So we decided to like do something different. And like it tells you what kind of artworks are placed around the city. So we did that. Yeah, and we thought this was so fitting because in last week's Thursday Top 5 episode, we discussed how we love seeing art in unconventional places yes. throughout the city in regards to what the Prado Museum is doing in Madrid, where they're putting works of art up like in airports, mm-hmm. on fences, copies of the works, not the actual yeah, yeah, museum yeah. works outside. That would be a nightmare. Crazy. But... In New York, it's not just one institution that's doing it, but there are so many spaces outdoors for like public works of art. Yeah. So we haven't obviously gotten through all of them. The book's massive. And we, I don't know if we will get no, through all of them. But we linked it in like description for the episode yeah. if, in case you want to like buy it and see it. You can buy it on Amazon as an ebook or as an actual book. Yes. But we ended up just like kind of randomly um, going to two different places. And it's funny because these two works have a lot of things in common. But let's let's get into it. The first thing we saw was Alexander Calder's Janie Waney in Gramercy Park. Um... And Gramercy Park is one of the most famous parks in the city because it's private, which means you have to get a key to get in. So it's super exclusive and people like are always talking about how they want to get engaged there. Like, yeah, um, it's so beautiful and so well maintained because Mm -hmm. it technically is a private park. Yes. And the homes that are around it get key, a key to enter. And I also think if you stay at the Gramercy Park Hotel... Yeah, I don't really know how that works, but yes. But Janie Waney is an oversized mobile, which is kind of what Calder is known for, his mobiles. And it's actually super fitting because there is a Calder exhibition right now at MoMA. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it it just works out perfectly. The work was commissioned in 1969 and named after Warhol superstar Baby Jane Holzer. Holter saw a mini version of the sculpture in Calder's studio and commissioned one for a mall in Long Island that her then husband was developing. Yeah. So this is not its initial. Yeah, this was not plan. the initial like vision. Yeah. <laughs> but Baby Jane Holter was like the first, just like as a fun fact, she was the first like person that Warhol made really famous through his like silk screens. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's called like a Warhol superstar. And so the sculpture was placed in Gramercy Park under a one-year loan because the president of the Calder Foundation lives like 
in the one of the buildings surrounding the park and so he was able to like get it placed there but now it's like it's permanent home and it just lives there and i think that happened in 2011 yes, and which so is kind of years recent. ago i guess not that recent oh <laughs> more recent than yeah warhol 2011 so. does feel like it like like it happened like five years ago but like it's been 10 which is so scary yeah. <laughs> don't want to think about that so although the park is closed to the public, you can still see the sculpture through the fence. It definitely stands out. And it yeah. is, like we just said, so like iconic mm-hmm. as a Calder work of art. Like you'll immediately know which one it is as yes. you walk by and stare through the fence. I agree. And the sculpture has actually traveled to Amsterdam and Paris, but its permanent installation is now in the park. So it has always returned. Yeah. And then the second thing from the book that we saw was Tony Rosenthal's Alamo. And this sculpture is most commonly known as the Astor Place Cube because it's like a cube that's standing on like, or like placed like, I don't know, how would you describe it? It's like on one of its like Well, it's corners. Astor Place is like the location. Yeah, Astor Place yeah. is the location, but the cube is like in a weird position. Like it's not upright. It's like... It's standing on the point. On the point, yeah, like the corner. Instead um, of a whole entire yeah. side. So, and it has been in this spot since 1967 with a brief removal for restoration. And even though it was only supposed to be there for six months, which is crazy. So it's funny that like both of these works, like we're only supposed to be at these places like temporarily, but now like have found their permanent home. They're like accidental permanent installations. But neighbors loved it so much during those six months that they actually petitioned for it to stay. And it, made it the first permanent contemporary outdoor sculpture installed in New York, which is very exciting. Yes. The Warhol crowd actually used to meet at this place before heading to St. Mark's Place, where which is also like close to where Basquiat's apartment is. So it's funny that both of these like sculptors also have like a relationship to Warhol. Yeah, and I also think it speaks to how involved in like the New York scene where yes. it really was mm-hmm. so the black cube is suspended on one of its corners which is the word we could not just think of <laughs> and if you push it with the help of a couple other people it actually does spin mm-hmm. we did not try and move it yeah but I've seen groups of people, people like gather it. and really try and push it around yeah like for context the sculpture is 1800 pounds so Paige and I would have definitely not been able to move it no on our own <laughs> I don't think we have it in us uh, but we've seen people like we walk by this like corner a lot because we have friends who live in the east village mm-hmm. so like it's like our walk, the walk that we have to take. They're always trying to convince us to come down to the East yes. Village. But as we talked about previously, we're we, West Side girls. We don't <laughs> love the walk. But yeah, it's like very, very cool. And it actually doesn't even look like a work of art, really, because like a lot of people are touching it. Like yeah. the Calder, like no one would ever want to like or try to touch like a cal- no. Calder uh, mobile. But like this cube, like is meant to be spun so like that's why people love it yeah and I also think what's so interesting is when you see the Calder in the park it Mm -hmm. does feel very like museum yes yes whereas this doesn't really it is obviously a work of art Mm -hmm. but the way that people are engaging in it makes it feel so much more accessible and also its location is really on just such a crowded corner with like cars and people and bikes yeah it doesn't feel like you would have 
to like step back and really study it Mm -hmm. and also we like definitely knew that these were works of art both the calder I mean the calder we like recognized immediately right um but also the cube but I just think this book is so fun because now we're gonna like try to find different things like we were just looking and we like one of our favorite bars has like in the upper east side has like a a painting and like it's in the bar (laughs) and it's in its area (laughs) I'm struggling to get my words out today. But it's the heat. It's the heat. Um, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. But yeah, so I don't know. I think we're going to like find a bunch of other things. And then I told Paige, I think I also saw like something in the subway the other day. Yes. But I can't remember. So I'm going to have to go through the book to try to find it. But and yeah. the book does a really good job of organizing it through like type of art. And then also in the back, there's they organize it through neighborhood. So you can look wherever you live or wherever you're staying and see what's closest to you. Yeah, exactly. And the little drawings are so cute because so it's not cute. just pictures of like the works. It's cartoons almost. Wait, it's not photographed. It's yeah. illustrations. And it's so easy to like digest because each work only has like two paragraphs of writing. Mm-hmm. So it's not like boring. It's very, very cool. I would almost compare it to like a museum label that you read yes, where you get exactly. all the significant information, mm-hmm. but not too much. Yeah. And I do love that because it's an illustration, it really does encourage you to still go and see it in person Exactly. because it's not like, oh, we saw the photographs. We don't need to go look. Yeah. We also love like a little scavenger hunt. So yes. we're about to go around the city finding these works. Um, and I'm sure we've already seen some of them like, as yeah. we said, like just like in passing. So it'll be fun to like learn more about them. Definitely. Anyways, we have our restaurant highlight, which this week is Planta, which is funny because Paige is actually returning tonight. Yes. Um, So it's going to be like twice in like less than a week. But it was so amazing. It just opened like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and it's a... Uh, we still can't figure out if it's vegetarian or vegan. Um, well, the issue with this is that we had truffle fried rice, which yes. is what I wanted. I looked at the menu before we went, obviously, and that obviously. was what I ordered. And I was like, I really hope there's no gluten in it so that I can have it. Yes. And there wasn't. They were very accommodating. Mm-hmm. But there's egg in fried rice. And there was obviously something that looked, looked like, like egg, egg in yeah. the rice. But we're not sure if it was real egg or one of those like, like tofu fake eggs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was so good. It was so fun. They have like a disco ball and they have like really good deals. I think on Mondays it's like unlimited like sushi makis for like $24 or something like that. Yeah. And then like Friday when we went, they had like sushi or dumpling platters. Mm-hmm. We didn't participate in this just because like we no. didn't want unlimited dumplings. But um, And I also think we we're just trying to have a have little, a bit, little of bit of everything. everything. But they also have like Sunday brunch or weekend brunch because they yeah. have it Saturday and Sunday and they um, have like vegan soft serve that was yes, so good the vegan soft serve the vegan soft serve was amazing we had um mango vanilla swirl and we loved it I posted a photo on my story my personal it Instagram it was such a hit I love that for you thank you um but yeah this is the episode for the week super excited for Thursday yeah so stay tuned for that thank you bye